anorexia, what's the first thing that comes to mind? The majority of people associate weakness and sickness with anorexia, but there is so much more to it. To the waves of uneducated uneducated or misinformed people, anorexia might seem like a trivial thing that can be solved easily if one just puts their mind to it, which is so far from the truth. Behind all the myths and misconceptions, there's science explaining how and why it occurs, what it affects. But what good does science do if there's nobody willing to listen? I recently came across a blog post on a website, and it was titled, Why You Should Date a Girl with an Eating Disorder. At first, I thought it was a satirical post, one that would highlight idiotic and insensitive things that people say regularly. After a few minutes, I quickly realized that this wasn't an ironic post. In fact, there was nothing comedic about it. The author was absolutely 100% serious. After my initial shock, I read through the entire painful article and scrolled through hundreds of comments, and I came to several conclusions. One, some people care about nothing but finding a girl who is skinny enough for them. And two, most people don't know or simply don't care about the actual life-threatening long-term effects of eating disorders such as anorexia. One of these long-term effects is infertility. Anorexia is most common in girls between the ages of 12 to 25, yet the damage done to the entire body and nervous system can cause deficits in regular body function for decades to follow. Because eating disorders tend to affect people well before their body develops, the reproductive system of a female is especially affected by a long-term eating disorder because of the halt in hormone production. Hypothalamic amenorrhea, once a symptom used to diagnose anorexia, is the absence of menstruation caused by problems in the hypothalamus region of the brain. One of the many functions the hypothalamus controls is reproduction and the release of reproductive hormones such as follicle-stimulating hormone, FSH, and luteinizing hormone, LH. Eating disorders such as bulimia, anorexia, and binge eating disorder often cause the levels of these hormones, as well as estrogen and progesterone, to drastically change, leading to severe fertility problems. Although some of these changes cannot be permanently reversed, By adding a surplus of these hormones to the body through an outside source, infertility can be reversed. But further complications often arise during pregnancy and even after giving birth. Now, eating disorders don't just affect fertility. Unfortunately, there is a huge increase in restrictive eating behavior for pregnant women because they're scared that they might get too big or that they won't ever look quote-unquote normal again. Important nutrients that are essential to the healthy development of a baby, such as proteins, carbohydrates, fats, vitamins, and as well as minerals, 
are maintained through a healthy, balanced diet, which is often not the case for those suffering from eating disorders. Eating disorders actually affect around 5 to 8% of pregnant women, and women with a history of disordered eating are exponentially more likely to relapse during the pregnancy period due to a multitude of reasons, such as major hormonal changes and extreme changes in the body. Although there are many aspects of pregnancy and fertility and postpartum that are talked about and discussed and researched, the fact that it is one of the most dangerous triggers for eating disorders is not discussed. discussed. And most moms are not being informed about it, even when they take classes or read books or articles to try and get all the information that they can. Circling back to what we were talking about in the beginning with what comes to mind when we think of anorexia, a common answer is skinny or underweight. One important characteristic of anorexia nervosa is that the individual who is being diagnosed must have a BMI of under 15. And to be hospitalized at um, an eating disorder recovery center, many of these centers require patients to have less than 70% of the weight that they are supposed to be at. This is extremely concerning for multiple reasons. Until someone reaches the BMI, which is body mass index, so until someone reaches the BMI of 15, most people don't bat an eye and they don't really see a problem. But people are usually suffering for a while before they actually reach that point. But help is often not accessible, which means the problem can't be dealt, dealt with until it becomes incredibly serious. For people who are not underweight but still have lost a lot of weight due to disordered eating, they, they're seen as a success story by many. A subtype of anorexia is atypical anorexia, in which the patient exhibits all symptoms of anorexia nervosa aside from the maximum weight criteria. Most patients that are diagnosed with atypical anorexia are actually not underweight at all. And both anorexia nervosa and atypical anorexia cause life-threatening side effects. And misdiagnosis or lack of treatment can actually lead to death. The amount of people who are diagnosed with atypical anorexia and the amount of people estimated to be suffering from it is exponentially lower due to a multitude of reasons. One reason is that even within the scientific and medical community, eating disorders are, aren't taken as seriously, especially when it comes to people who are not underweight or are average sized or overweight. Another reason is that even people around the individual, such as family and friends, might not become concerned because they may see that the rapid dropping of weight and body fat to be a good thing, and they might even be celebrated or complimented, which is incredibly detrimental to the mindset of the patient. This is unacceptable, and people of all sizes should be able to get the right care that they need without being denied due to not looking sick enough. 
This one mindset that a few doctors, nurses, and other medical professionals have brings down the quality and accessibility of treatment and help available for all those seeking it. Being turned down and being told that they aren't skinny enough or small enough to get help could be the one thing that pushes an already sick individual over the edge.